You are listening to the Heath Fluids Podcast, and we're having candid and actionable conversations about your health, relationships, business, and ministry. And now here's your host, the second chance coach for men, Michael David Huey. Hey guys, welcome to another session of the Heat Fluence Podcast. Jonathan Gomez and Molly Trotter. Hi guys. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having us. We're incredibly honored to be part of your podcast and, and also just, um, you know, involved with, with um, you know, hopefully future endeavors as well, because you're, this isn't, a, you know, as you described what Heat Fluence is, it doesn't seem like a light task. And so um, in any way that we could either contribute or raise awareness to that, um, we'd be more than honored because this is a God thing, uh, especially when, uh, like you said at the beginning, when two or more are gathered in uh, in his name, you know, that that's a powerful thing. Right. And also one of my I don't have my rings on me. I actually left them at my mother's uh, uh, when we got back from a beach day. But one of the rings that I wear is actually um, uh, it's like silver and it's like roped. It's like this beautiful roped ring. And it reminds me of uh, Ecclesiastes. Uh, four when it says uh, two when two or more sta- stand back to back they can fight but when three um, but a triple braided cord isn't easily broken so there's there's power when people especially of God come together and create massive impact and uh, Molly just between Molly and I like we've had people reach out to us after our life and um, ask us for advice regarding the topic or maybe even something else and we're there like I mean I remember when I I have uh, when I had a girl um, reach out to me from Molly because Molly lopped her my way. Uh, she wanted to get the man's perspective. And I was just like, honestly, the guy that you're with, he's either got to step it up or, you know, you just kind of got to let the catch and release. Like you got to let that bad boy go, you know, um, save yourself. Right. And so um, me and Moss, like, honestly, I couldn't be more blessed to have a woman like this in my life. Um, but then also, um, you know, be part of, you know, uh, you know, gentlemen like you who have massive movements that are just waiting to unlock the things of God. So Amen. thank you. Amen. Well, so since I told everybody a little bit about you, I, when I sent the outline to, to Molly and Jonathan, I said, hey, look, a lot of times the first two questions are answered in your first part of what I ask you guys. And so why don't you, uh, so I, I, just so you know, I like to surprise you guys with some things. So why don't you guys tell us a little bit about how you met, like what your journey is like? Because I feel like they gave everybody a little bit about who you are and what you are. Well, why don't you guys, you guys mind talking about like, your story together, how you met. Because guys, if you're listening, you can't see them, but I can. So they're smiling and looking at each other. Who's going to say what? What's going to say? Oh, yeah. What this is makes this even better. So um, I don't know, Molly, you want to start about yeah, on this one? Since- say, let me take this yes. one. This <laughs> one is very, uh, very interesting. So how we met, and this is, this is you're going to love this. You're going to love this, Michael. Um, we met because we met at a social media bootcamp event that I was speaking at and Johnny's brother was speaking at. And the only reason I even got invited to speak there when it came to talking about Instagram and how to utilize it for your business is because on my Instagram profile, I had God first. And the person who was running that social media bootcamp saw that, followed me. We got on calls. He's like, I want you to come to this bootcamp. And I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah, let's do it. Why not? So we go there and that's where I first meet uh, Jonathan, his brother, Adam and Adam's wife, Brianna. And we all hit it off like very, like right away. 
And so after we had like a little low party afterwards at um, the person who ran the event at their home, um, Jonathan and I went to in and out Burger. We were there for till like 2 a.m. Oh, but man. This yeah. poor guy, was, this poor guy was, he was first of all, like so easy to talk to. So we were sitting on the couch in this house, just like talking. Then afterwards, we're like, we're hungry. We go to in and out Burger and, and he had to listen to me talk about some other guy that I was I mean, interested in. And I was like, at the time, I'm like, well, this is what's going on in my life. I'm a very open book. So I just was like, unleashing, like just this, this is where I'm at. Um, between like, after that we went hiking and we had like, I guess you could, you wouldn't consider it a date. Cause again, I was talking about other people and like what's happening in my life, but he's such a good listener. I was like, great. I wasn't expecting nothing from this girl. I just wanted to know <laughs> who are you? That's it. And then I got to hear a lot about other guys. <laughs> <laughs> so he was just taking me to the team, if you will. But what really hit it off. And this is the, the part where I was kind of like, whoa. So we got invited to another. Um, event, same person that was running it, myself, um, his brother Adam were speaking, and we all decided to drive out to Vegas instead of fly. We all took a road trip. And we we're in the car and like we're finishing each other's sentences, we're singing the same songs, and I'm just kind of looking over at the sky like, what? And then like during the trip, it was just one of those like I was having a moment of like, okay, this is somebody like unexpected. And it was kind of like palm to forehead moment, like boink, like Molly, like this is somebody you've been praying for. And so I was dating somebody at the time. And I literally, once I got back from that trip, because there was, there was something really strong there. I had to do a pros and cons list of who, who am I going to pick, you know, like, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, I'm, I was entering into my thirties at the time and I'm like, okay, I, I want to get like life going like I don't want to sit there and keep making wrong choices of dating people who I think I want to listen to what God wants so long story short pros and cons he had everything that I was looking for and then it, it ended up merging together and before he adds in his two cents because I'm sure he has other points I just want to say that it was very vulnerable for me as a woman and I want any of the guys listening to this or anybody listening to this rather that I knew that I loved him very early on just because I was like, there's just something there. I just knew it. And I could tell that he had strong feelings for me, but he wasn't going to say it. And I'm like, oh, this is so nerve wracking. So I ended up saying, I love you first. And then once I said it, it's like, I saw the wall drop for him and he's like, oh my gosh, like I do too. Like, you have no idea. And that was critical for me as a man. Uh, are, are you an introvert, Jonathan? Oh, no, very much not. Okay, because Molly is definitely not an introvert. No. <laughs> no, no we're, like, we're like C4 meets dynamite. We're just okay. like, we're he, he'll come in quiet in the beginning, but then he'll make a boom. I just come in with a boom right out the gate. Right, yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Um, were you going to add anything to that? Um, no, I think that was pretty much yeah. it. So I just knew that that was big for him as a man. So like for me as a woman, you know, I've like, for all the ladies out there, you're not considered a woman just because you have the, the body parts. Like you have to grow into that. Proverbs 31, you really got to grow yeah. into that. And I knew yeah. as a woman that I was like, all right, okay, if you know better, do better. So just say how you feel. Don't wait for him. Don't be petty. And so I just, I said how I felt and then that was that. And then things just kind of snowballed. But I don't know if you have anything you wanted to add. Um, I do want to say this is that I know I'm, I'm drinking. This is uh, tea, by the way. Um, I have it in a scotch class. So. I can't see you, but you know, um, it's cool. There you go. I'm drinking kombucha. So yeah. I love kombucha. <laughs> uh, uh, ginger, blueberry ginger is my favorite. Okay. Uh, but, um, 
I drink tea all throughout the day. It's like the best. Um, so um, I do want to add on that note real quick is that um, anybody who's watching this, you know, um, this is about, um, uh, like you said, what does a healthy couple look like? There's a lot of pre, like, like I know a lot of people want this answer of uh, what a healthy relationship looks like. But one of the most pivotal things that I've ever learned is that um, it was this meme that I saw and it forever changed my life. You know, memes are, memes are life changing, you know, especially in the 21st century, right? Is that uh, uh, it was about a boy who was asking his father, he says, father, how do I know uh, how to choose the right woman? And so he ended up, uh, you know, educating his son. He's like, well, son, it's not about finding the right woman. It's about being the right man. And so yes. that yeah. set the trajectory of my whole entire life and the way that I look at myself and then also look for a woman, right? Because who you who you find later on, like like malls, right? That's supposed to be an extension of yourself, not an addition. Yes. Right? Yes. That's not supposed to be so to becoming you, one. Yes. Yeah. Right. But then also too, it's just like, it's the same thing as, is asking, you know, well, what is, uh, you know, how do I create a good business? I guess, you know, but I mean, really at, at the heart of any business is a top down thing, right? Who's the founder and that'll inevitably set the pace for the rest. You know, the, the, the way that businesses dealt, the integrity, the character, things like that. So, um, for me, at least it was crucial that, that I find out who I was as Jonathan Gomez before I even found out who, you know, Molly was or, or anybody else in that, in that, in that realm. Right. And so I definitely wanted to set some pretext to that. I love that. Um, That's good. Because again, um, I was, uh, and, and kind of the ending on uh mall's note is that when she said, I love you. Um, the reason why, uh, you know, from a biblical context, the man is supposed to be the initiator and the woman is supposed to be the, uh, the responder, right? Um, the leader. Yeah. Yeah. The men are supposed right. to be the leader. Yeah. Yeah. And so with me, um, I initiated a lot, make no mistake. Like I initiated a lot and there are times where, where I kind of drew things out of malls, but there was a point in which I found myself in a rut because I was always dumped. Like I was always the person that was left. Right. And so for me, there was kind of like the stigma of like, like, I don't, I'd rather out, uh, like, so to back it up, I was single for about three years, not even touched a woman, nothing. Like I had, I was completely on reserve. Like God said, I'm going to RSVP this man and like nobody's touching. And so, um, so that was crucial. So after Moss came in the scene, um, it was completely life changing because I was like, oh my God, like, Lord, what if, she, what if, like, and mind you, at that event that we were talking about, they had praise and worship. Um, it was super epic. And I saw this woman from the distance, like, raising her hands, like, worshiping. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I, this woman is like, I was spiritually, like, I, I'm not going to lie on this podcast. I was spiritually turned on, right? I was like, oh my gosh, who is this gorgeous creation? But I was like, Lord, if I ever, if I, if I were to take a step, I was like, I, I don't know what to do, right? Like, like, what if, what if it ends up becoming something else? And like the enemy was hitting me hard with all these like, like thoughts and doubts and things like that. And oh, I was yeah. just like, you know what? I'm just going to let this thing, I'm not even going to look into it. I'm just going to let it like do what it does. So after that, we ended up going to be uh, to, to that mastermind. And then that was Moss part of the story. Right. And so, um, but yeah, I, I'm so grateful to have Moss. So, um, uh, that was a bit of a tangent. What was the question? No, that's okay. No, you're a uh, question. No, no, no. That's no, that's good. That's that. That's so funny. Cause Molly's like, yeah, right, right. But no, the question, that's good. You answered the question. It was just about how y'all met. So how long yeah. ago, how long ago was that? That was uh, almost a year ago. Yeah. It'll be August. a year in August. Yeah. Mm, okay. No, no, no. So, Sorry. We met in March. So it was a year ago in March we met, but then we started dating in August. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. It's, it's um, you guys can't, if you can, if you're just listening, which most of you will be, cause we're, we're uploading these slowly to, to, to YouTube. But if you're listening slowly, um, that's about the time I proposed to my wife after about <laughs> 10 months to, uh, 10 months to a year. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Okay. Jonathan on to the next question, my brother, oh my this God. is, there's no, Hey, listen, if you're listening, the he ones podcast is not about condemnation, but we like to have fun. Uh, we prayed and God is here. So, Hey, so you guys are both really healthy people. I believe part of being healthy in a relationship is being healthy physically. Okay. Um, nobody wants to take care of their spouse when they get older. They want to be able to take care of each other. Right. Um, I could go down a whole rabbit trail with that, but I won't. Um, you know, when I, when I, when I look at my, 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 my family, you know, I finally started to get them healthy. And I I think sometimes as you get older, you become a little selfish, right? But my wife and I, you know, like, like tonight, I I do an accountability. We're going to get into that here in a minute, but I do accountability call, um, uh, at 4 PM Eastern to five with two other men. You said it, Jonathan, strain of three chords, right? And, right. and we do, we do relationships and we do business. So we have, we have a call and we, we hold each other accountable. That call goes on every Wednesday, non-negotiable. I wish I would have had accountability years ago when we'll get into that in a minute, but tell me what you and malls do. You guys both tell me what you guys do, uh, when it comes to your health and, and, and your mindset that you have when it comes, what are you guys doing to be healthy, to live longer, healthier? Cause most people nowadays, they don't really focus on longevity. They just focus on the here and now. So what are you guys doing with both of you guys? Because you guys, if you can't see them, hopefully you'll look them up after you listen to the podcast and see that they're two beautiful people and uh, that they, they take very good care of themselves. So I just kind of want them to, to tell us what they do. Okay, sure. Um, so I just like to give them the opportunity because I'll, I'll talk forever. So but um, you can. Okay. Health. Well, when you mentioned that you were in the health and fitness space, um, as was I, I did nutrition and fitness coaching for a couple of years and then realized it was more of a hobby than, you know, so many people don't take their health seriously and that was driving me nuts. And so to hold them accountable and all that, I'm like, this isn't, I was finding myself getting frustrated and angry. I'm like, all right, God, this isn't the move. Like I love this space, but it's not my coaching space, but I've always been in such like a leadership position that it was easy to jump into because people are like, Oh, you're fit. You do this, you do that. You know, the right vitamins and supplements and all this stuff to take. So I've always been in that space from a collegiate volleyball athlete to now I even got done playing volleyball yesterday um, on grass. And so I'm always active Um, in the gym, even during the pandemic, you know, we bought weights, we got resistance bands. I was up on top of the parking garage outside every morning, just Get a workout in, um, but health as far as exercise, that's great. But in the kitchen is where it really matters, and so uh, that's where a lot of people miss the boat. So it's like vitamins, um, a green smoothie every morning, um, making sure, especially during this whole like all this virus stuff, like keeping your immune system up. And so um, I haven't been sick during this like entire time, not even like one fraction, just because I know that I'm pumping my body with the best stuff. But most importantly, you got, okay, you got fitness, you got nutrition, but then it comes the mental part. So I'm very picky on who I let in my circle. I'm very picky on who I spend my time with, who I listen to. And honestly, right now, what I'm finding is a lot of the people that I'm hanging out with and spending time with are people in church, small group, worship team, you name it, or our circle, people that are faith driven, or people that God's leading me to. Um, and outside of that, even family, I, I don't really make a whole lot of time for, for certain family members, even because it's so toxic that I'm like, 
I take that as a premium as my, my mental real estate is, is crucial. And so I'm not going to let anybody like penetrate that. That's going to, you know, put some negativity in there. So Love that. Uh, physical, nutritional, mental, all of those are, are really key for me. And then we hold each other accountable and how we pour into ourselves. Like if I see him a little depleted, I'm like, hey, how about you take a break or go read your Bible or, or you know, go you have some quiet time or he'll come and ask me what I need uh, because we can tell each other, like we can tell if each other if we're off or not. So yeah. that's really key for me. Awesome. Jonathan, what about you, bro? Uh, Mr. Fit, Mr. Mr. Former bodybuilder and, and fitness <laughs> and, and kinesiologist. Come on, bro. No, shoot, man. I think, uh, I think for me, it's just, um, uh, you're saying, what, what do we do to kind of keep each other like, uh, yeah. What do you do? What um, do you do? What's your day? Okay. Here's an easier question. What's a daily routine for you? Um, me, I think, I don't know if I've constructed a daily routine. I'm trying so hard to do so. It's, we'll talk about that later then. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, uh, so, so on average, like, I mean, like, I mean, I go through like, uh, kind of like my everyday things, like from working and client calls and emails and stuff like stuff like that. But then, um, typically I like to reserve. So I like to either reserve the gym for the, for the mornings or the nights. Cause I'm a night owl. I've always been a night owl. And so like, you know, even like when I was, when I was growing up, um, back when I was, cause I didn't, I didn't start my fitness journey until like maybe 17, 18 ish. And so, uh, how old are you now? Really um, 25. Okay. And Molly, how old are you? 30. Okay. Rob in the cradle. I see how. Uh, <laughs> man, everybody says that. He's turning 26 this month in July. That's all right. Hey, I'll he look, but he looks more mature than a 20, than most 25 year olds. Like, Oh, 100%. Sure. I'm going to throw this yeah. out there. The person I was dating before him was in their forties. Cause I thought I needed somebody mature. And then I was like, Oh boy, no back up. Like that's not going to be it. Um, and, and Jonathan has more maturity than a lot of older people that I know at 25. So I just want to put that context there. <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> I love how you called out the age difference. Ugh, I love it. Honestly, no shame. Like, honestly, I've, uh, I find Molly's wildly attractive just because of her overall mental awareness, spiritual awareness, emotional uh, 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 development, like spiritual. Um, she's like spiritually on steroids. So I love this woman to death. So, yeah. Love her to she's life, like, right? Yeah. I love it. Um, so, so back when I was like 17 or 18, um, because I was broke as a joke and I wasn't old enough to get a gym membership and I I don't even think I had a car at that point. Um, uh, I used to work out at parks actually. And so uh, I would go out and like, I don't know if you ever seen this, like, but like people would do the muscle ups and like, they would do like pull ups, push. That was me. Like I was at the park at like, like seven, eight, sometimes nine o'clock at night. Cause I'm a night owl again. And I would just be to myself. I would have like this whole school to myself. I would run, I jump rope, um, uh, do these pull ups. So that was my thing. So for me, one of the things that have been, uh, at least helping help me in the fitness realm is, uh, is, uh, calisthenics. Everybody jumps to weights and I do weights too. make no mistake, but is, uh, calisthenics body weight workouts when, you know, when you're doing like, you know, triangle pushups or you're doing, you know, uh, these, uh, uh pull-ups, variations with your body, um, you're really doing yourself a service in the long run, not just, you know, clinging that weight. Um, that's a, that's crucial for me. Awesome. Well, that it's really cool because, you know, for me, I, it's really funny. I, I ran track in college, um, okay. at Ohio state. I was an all American runner in college. And back oh, wow. then I, and back then I weighed like a hundred, we, we were laughing. We were looking at some pictures. Uh, and I used to have, cause obviously I'm a lot older than I look, but when I go back to looking at some of my pictures, I had the old business in the front and party in the back, that type of haircut, you know, that was that, that you guys may not know about, but maybe you do, but it, it but 
but it was funny. And when I remember when I lost a race, my coach cut my hair off. Right. And I, so I now have, yeah, I lost a race and he took a pair of those, you know, those, those scissors that are shaped like an L that they cut tape with Molly since you, you know, yeah, oh my God. and he went like this and I went to the, the barber and the barber said, who cut your hair? I was like, uh, my coach, he said, don't ever let him do that again. <laughs> so I was like, and of course I was, you know, I was, I was 20 years old and wet behind the ears and uh Did you have that tiger king special going on i had the mullet dude it was a mullet you <laughs> have the mullet, dude you have i'll have to show you guys some pictures of it it's pretty it's it's pretty funny but you know what i weigh i, I was 169 pounds at 62 and i had a 34 oh, wow. inch waist and i'm now 62 i'm still 62 i weigh 227 pounds and i have a 34 inch waist Wow. So, um, my, I have more, I have 25 pounds more lean weight than I weighed when I was in college and I still have the same size waist, which is, wow. which That's for cool. me is, is like, I'm like, I'm hitting it out. Right. So, uh, yeah. So, and, and, and a lot of that leads into my next question for you guys is, is I believe it, as believers that we need accountability, right? Very much so. what does, what does, um, cause when, and when you, when you think about us as, as, as leaders in the kingdom, my, my thought process is, is to live a kingdom life, right? I want to, I want to be a kingdom entrepreneur. I don't want to be the God or Christian entrepreneur. I want to be the yeah. kingdom entrepreneur. So when you guys think about the word accountability, what, and you both can answer it. it it's, we're fine. Um, but what do you think about that? What, what, what is in your spirit? Because we're a spirit, soul, and body. We have a heart, mind, will, and emotions, right? So when you think, when you think about that, what pops into your spirit, and, and either one of you can answer this, Molly or, or, or Jonathan, what do you think about and how important is accountability to you in your life and everything that you're doing? Who wants to answer? Sure. Um, so accountability, I can definitely say in the last like year or so, I've been more open to it, which is pretty sad considering I'm 30. So for 29 years, I'm just like, eh, like I want to do my own thing. Don't bother me. Let me just do what I want. Like just kind of prideful, strong head, strong willed, you know. Um, but now I really see the the benefit because if you don't, you're just going to keep in your, in your rut. And you may not even know you're in a rut unless you ask people that you know, like, and trust people that love you to take a deeper look to see where you're really at because you're only as like I for me as a person I God's gifted me with a lot of talents and I have a lot of natural talent and so I, I wrote off that for a long time but having accountability now in my life you know I, I can be more open to asking people like okay how can I grow here how can I grow there because growth can be painful and so having that accountability when somebody's poking at it all the time can be really annoying and painful but it's all because they love you and they want to see what's best for you and you know, be able to grow your, your impact and your influence with other people. So I think it's wildly important. And now that I, I see the importance of it over the last couple of years of really like incorporating it the last like one or two years, when I look at couples or other people that don't necessarily go for it and they kind of just stay and do their own thing, I see how stagnant they can be. And so it just like, I'm very, I'm a very aware person. And so I'm glad I broke out of that and just started becoming, you know, Hey, can you keep me accountable for this? Keep me accountable for that? Yada, yada. Because I know these people love me and they're not trying to hurt me and they're not trying to harm me. They're just trying. Well, that's okay, Molly. I, it took me. 50 years. So, um, it's okay that you're, you're 20 years ahead of me. So, um, I had somewhat, but there's a difference. And so Jonathan, um, I, I said this to Molly and Jonathan earlier before we got on that I do an accountability call, which is actually today is my accountability call day. 
that I do with my friends. And we do like, we do, we do an hour and 15 minutes, non-negotiable every week. Um, and, um, we hold each other accountable. We hold each other accountable to be better husbands, uh, making sure that we're, you know, when people that, that we're not being a, uh, a believer that's just, you know, sacrificing what we stand for. And so as a man, I believe the man needs to be challenged to have accountability. So I have these guys tell me what I need to hear, not what I want to hear, right? Mm -hmm. I have them tell me, hey, you need to do this. You need to do that. You need to cut off this. You need to do these things. So Jonathan, when you think about that, what do you think about when you think about the word accountability? Because Jonathan, you're still pretty young, bro. You're a millennial, so... What do you think about when you think about that? So you, you can beat us all. You can beat me and Molly by another five, six, another six years or four years or whatever. So. Well, hey, technically um, I'm still millennial. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. The, um, I do want to say this because I actually don't take this topic lightly at all. Is that, um, uh, in full honesty, like I guys, I got you guys beat like by a, a lands, land mile, land mile, landslide, landslide, land Oh, mile. That's a new word. We're going to have to hashtag that. Jonathan <laughs> has got a new world. It's a land mile. Land mile. Uh, he makes up words all the time. It's fine. I mean, um, but, uh, but no, what <laughs> I was going to say is that, um, so I actually experienced that a lot because, um, for one is, uh, you know, it's it's really interesting because like I came from a, a household where primarily it was me, my brother and my mother. And so we we're kind of like we all like we're incredibly close. Like and so, um, you know, no matter what. And so, you know, my brother had this kind of like natural inclination to kind of provide in some way because he felt this like heavy spirit to be provider in our house, even though he was young, you know, and so he would go out, sell Pokemon cards and like do all the stuff. And like, he would come home and be like, look, mom, like I, I, I got some money for us. And so like, you know, as, as we progress, like later on in life, like I saw the amount of responsibility that my brother took on and that inevitably affected me because I realized that at no matter what age, um, responsibility isn't something that's dictated. I, I realize this from a spiritual standpoint is that responsibility is never something that's given to you by age. It's given to you just by birth. And in responsibility, Amen. responsibility is actually uh, present in both men and women. But God has created a beautiful difference between us, uh, between men and women. And actually, I don't know if you know who John Piper is. Um, yeah. So he actually wrote this book that I'm wildly fascinated in getting. I've been looking at it. I've been trying to get it for years, but I just keeps on slipping my mind. But it's basically uh, it's uh, it basically kind of describes a sense of complementarianism as a theology that says a man and a woman are different in very respectful ways. And they aren't there. There's no superiority. There's no inferiority. There's no alpha and omega. It's very much like this, where we complement each other but yeah. in very different ways, right? It's only society that says women are in the kitchen, men are in the boardroom, right? I do all the cooking in my cool. house, so that that doesn't work. <laughs> I do all the cooking. I do all the cleaning. I do all the shopping. Dude, so let's just let's just cut I that out. Malls, I told malls in the beginning that I was like, honestly, like I would be a perfect house husband. I was like, you just bring home the bread. Like I'm just gonna be cooking and cleaning. Like, Molly's like, uh, uh, just, oh shoot! You know what? Give us like one sec. He has to plug his computer in. Sorry, guys. Um, no, 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 no. We're good, Molly. So why don't you, um, why don't you just just so we can keep a little bit of a flow going while he's plugging his Mac in. So that's what happens to Macs. You have to plug them in. So that, no. no, I'm just kidding. I have both. I actually have both. I have you guys. Uh, uh, this this uh, Dell that I have is a touch screen. 
and it is my favorite nice. thing. Like I literally, I have a Mac that's over here on the side and I have uh, uh, this PC that I love. So I love them both. I love features about both of them. I'm an right. Apple guy. Um, like I said, you know, I have, I have the, the, the new iPhone. I just got the new iPhone. So I'm, I'm an Apple person. I just, my camera for my Mac, we replaced it three times and it still sucked. So I was like, um, I'll just use some of the features of the Mac and, and, and that. So, so John, so Jonathan, talk about that. So you were talking about the, yeah. the, wim, the women and the men and the, the balance of that. And I was saying that I do a lot of the womenly feminine things. So talk, finish talking yeah. about that. Is it, is, it okay to, is it okay to backtrack really quick? Uh, yeah. yeah. To finish so, so as I was growing up, um, me and my brother, so, so I got to witness responsibility at a very young age. And then also too, is that we all played our role. Right. And so, um, you know, we all grew up in a relatively godly home and uh, I don't think I really got saved until like later, later, like save, save, like I was conscious about it, made that choice right but but we all played our part like like in terms of how we took care of the home how we took care of each other and so that's kind of the beauty when you live in like a very small home that's like you know at times not the most financially advantageous because it's like we have to make nothing out of something we have to make something out of nothing and also too we have to stick close together as a unit to make sure that we always take care of each other right and so later i would end up finding this church me and my brother that would forever change our lives um even the way I saw church itself, and it was uh, it was called the Wayworld Outreach out in San Bernardino, a very well-known church out there. Out there. And um, me, I, I uh, this was around the time where my brother was building his network marketing business, but this is around the time where I was a little bit more free. So I was in church like five days a week, and uh, I would be serving. I would be uh, uh, in this ministry. Actually, what's crazy? I don't know if I still have it. Um, it was this thing. I actually still have it. It's um, it's it. this thing, and I kind of and I kind of keep it. Like I never really wear it but it was this program that we had it was called holy warriors and basically what it was was a uh what you got you got some wristbands oh yeah dude proverbs three five and six is, is in his grip is the one that I wear here. And then this is, this other one is God's anointed. Give God the glory. These are my two that I wear. So I just, love that so much. I'm going to see, uh, I'm going to see what this verse is um, real quick. It definitely slipped my we're mind. Looking at, for those of you that are just listening, uh, we are looking at wristbands right now as we speak. Jonathan found one that, and he said, and, and before Jonathan finishes up, I want you to remind me this. So I think about it. I'm a, I'm a say things. Maybe Molly will remember this, but I want to send Jonathan, I want to send you a book. And, and if, if any of you are listening um, and you've not read Wild at Heart by John Eldridge, you have to read it as a man. You have to. And I, I have... I got Molly captivated by... Oh, yeah, by, by his wife, yeah. Lisa. Yeah. yeah. So, Molly, have you read it yet? Yes, it's a great okay. book. Okay, so my wife went to the captivating retreats. She went to two of the retreats. I went to the boot camp that John Eldridge met women... Um, Wild at Heart Boot Camp. And I don't know if you guys knew this, but their ministry was Ransom Heart Ministries. They just changed it to Wild at Heart Ministries, which is um, oh, wow. pretty cool. So I have about 100 copies uh, over here. So if you remind me, um, I will send you uh, Wild at Heart. So if you haven't read it, you, you really should read it. And Molly, just so you know, you should read Wild at Heart also, even though you read Captivating. It's, yeah, he was telling me that. And he got it, Jonathan got it back for me like when we first started dating. Yeah, so like, yeah. that was like. Yeah, because I have that book. And so, um, so. Did um, you read Wild at Heart yet, Jonathan? Huh? 
Have you read Wild at Heart yet? Oh, yeah. It's, it's all okay. mocked up graffiti. Okay, like, good. that okay. book was pivotal for me. Okay, good. Right? good. And so, um, so yeah, uh, if anything, I would say hold on to that book and bless somebody else who really needs it. Oh, good. I, I will. So, people are listening. And if you want one, you can you can email me at michael at he fluence. On my behalf, that would be phenomenal. Oh like, honestly. No, no, no. Because that book was phenomenal. Like, I, though, that book, and there was a book that was, that was called, it was a little bit more radical. Um, it's gotten some flack as, as time went on. But it was called uh, I Kiss Dating Goodbye by Joshua Harris. Yep. Yeah. Have you seen, have you heard that book? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, um, so those two books, as I started growing up in, in my faith and, and really like being aware of who I'm supposed to be as a man of God, like those two books definitely. Uh, That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So why don't, why don't you, let, let's go into our next question. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about this. So, um, I said to you guys earlier when we were talking is that I, I want to help people excel in their health relationships and business. And I was being interviewed on another podcast earlier today uh, by uh, an influencer in Germany. And she was asking me some questions. She says, I don't think I've ever met anybody that has as strict as a daily regimen as you at your age. And I'm just, most people just fly by the seat of their pants. Like Jonathan said, he does a lot. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> but, but, uh, and Molly's laughing as we're talking about it. But, but the big thing is, is that um, I want to, I, I do personal development every single day in my health. I read parts of stuff I do. I do. I read the Bible every single day and listen to the word every morning. I'm an early riser. At, I'm not a late night person. I go to bed early because I like to get up early. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, that was changed in 2020. I used to be go to bed at midnight, you know, get up at seven or whatever, eight, because I was in the fitness industry. I was up at 4.30. Right. So I went back to what worked, right? And so now I'm up early. This morning I woke up at 4.30. I got in the word. You know, I, nice. went, to bed at, I went to bed at 9.30. I got, you know, just I did some things that I think... So I am reading a book called His Needs, Her Needs for the second time yeah. about <coughs> by Dr. Harley. And um, I, do, I do all these things. So I do, I do physical personal development. I do spiritual personal development. I do relationship personal development. So tell me some things that, that you guys do to strengthen your relationship. Because one of the, and, and if you're listening today, I'll just, I'll, I'll pose these. So you guys, because as obviously I feel like Jonathan could be my son, which is kind of funny that I'm saying that because he can be, because he's 27 years younger than me. So he could be. And Molly could probably be my daughter. So it's kind of cool, right? But here's a cool thing. We can learn from people that are younger from, than us. So just so you guys know, I will go back and listen to these and learn. Um, one of my mentors, Nicholas, one of the, uh, he's 27. He was voted top 30 under 30 by Forbes magazine, Nicholas Barely. Uh, started a company called the Billion Dollar Brotherhood. Took his mess and turned it into his message. Lost 60 pounds. Built a seven-figure business now with no college degree. Came from Bethel University. He's on my podcast. If you haven't listened to my episode with him, go back and listen to it. But um, I, my two favorite books when it comes to relationships um, are um, Love and Respect, which is from a biblical yeah. perspective. Nowhere in the Bible does it ever say that a man wants to be loved. It says he wants to be respected and a woman wants to be loved. Um, and then Crazy Love by Francis Chan is another book that I believe that everybody should read and that's where you can you can fall in love. So what what do you guys do when it comes to building a relationship that you're not married but you hopefully will get married soon someday. Okay. We're so, very open about like the topic of marriage like Okay, good. So Molly's leaning over now and just smiling which is great. That's all uh, I can do. I don't know yet. I'm just in the like, you know. Uh, is he still is he going to be around? No, I'm just kidding. But but here but here is uh 
So, so ask of that. What do you guys do, Jonathan? What do you and and maybe Jonathan, you can start off with this. What yeah. do you what do you do? Some things you guys do to strengthen your relationship between each other. Hmm. So uh, we actually do a lot. And so thinking about it now is that um, one of the things. So surprisingly, so I think it should. I think it's like all kind of segmented because uh, we have for one our ministry, which is basically God given, um, and then we also have our um, businesses that are pretty intertwined. Like I'm I'm involved with the media side of things. And then she's involved with like the, the sales and uh, branding and like kind of like consulting side of things. So we're very intertwined in that way. Um, we like to work out together at times. Um, uh, again, like I brought her that book, Captivating. Um, made sure that we're both kind of like on the same frequency when it comes to growing, at least within books. So there's actually a lot of things that we've done and taking the time out of our uh, both of our days to find out like what to do as like a date night type thing. So like very rare. Rarely is it is it something that we do individually that's like all right cool do your thing I'll do mine it's like a lot of what we do is actually very intertwined from a professional and personal standpoint right awesome and I love um that. I love that. yeah and so um I'd say like like we we pretty much do life like together like a lot yeah and, what do you uh, think about that Molly is he telling uh, the truth we get that we get that question a lot like how do you guys work together how do you guys do life together not and, kill like, each work? other not kill each yeah, other. <laughs> <laughs> this whole pandemic, like, I mean, like, people are like, you know, we talked to a lot of couples that fought and like, we didn't even fight at all. And if we have an argument or a disagreement and we get heated or something like that, we don't let a lot of time go by before we talk it out because I'm very much a, we're going to get- That's a biblical this, term. That's biblical. We're gonna, like, we're going to get this now and we're not going to stew on it because if you sit there and I'm just going to call you off, he gets upset he sits there and stews yeah. on it. I'm going to sit there and be like this, just poking <laughs> his chest right now, poke, poke, poke. And he's like, and you're like my wife. You like my wife. She's well, like, huh, like, huh? Come on, huh? He's gonna come in and he's gonna like get all these thoughts in your head, thinking yeah. I don't love you, thinking I'm gonna leave, and yeah, I don't have time true. to fight the devil right now. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh. That's the devil's a liar, right? Hey, let me ask you guys this: Do you know what each other's love languages are? I'm curious. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's hear it. What's what's okay, Jonathan? What's Molly's top two out of the five? It is um, it is uh, quality time, and uh, I want to say was. Oh, look at me. He's asking you. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I think it was because uh, it, it was top three. It's you're, top. you're supposed to know. Well, the top two. Okay, so the top. So I studied this. I took a course. Okay. and did, So the top two will always kind of flip places. Right, exactly. Okay? So, so the other three are still there. But the, what are. Okay, so Molly, you noticing right now that Jonathan is struggling. Like we should probably. <laughs> throw the thing is, is that I think because we're on camera and you're recording this, he's getting because he normally gets no, no, this no, no, all no. the time. So, Jonathan, what are the top two, bro? Molly, you want to save? You want to throw him a bone and help him I out? Do. What's the I second? What's the? Like you're choking on your own words right now. What's the second <laughs> one? What's the second one? Okay, so um, quality time and words back, or sorry, um, quality time and words back. Okay, all right. So, so, so quality time means that she likes it when you don't have your phone when you're with her, right? That so my wife likes quality time, so I give Lisa my phone when we go out on a date. I don't, I don't like less watching couples sit at the table and be on their phone and on yeah, yeah, Instagram yeah. and but and you can do a little bit of that, but I hand my phone over to her. Um, and and so and words of affirmation. Molly loves to hear that she's beautiful and she's a good person and she's a Proverbs thirty-one woman. And we go on down the line. So. Mo- Molly, what are what are what are Jonathan's top two? <laughs> physical touch and words of affirmation. Okay, physical touch and words of affirmation. So he likes it when you 
put your hand on his leg and I'm very affectionate. I'm Latin. I'm very affectionate. Yeah. yeah. I'm and I'm well he, he's good him. with the camera too. So he likes pictures. I I uh he's good with uh he's good with the camera. So he's he likes pictures. I know I saw some really cool things on your I went so I went down all the way through some, your feed on your God your Monday stuff and just looked at some stuff that you guys do together and so I, I want to encourage you two to to as a as a man of God and as a, a spiritual father and leader in, in the community is this if you're listening and this is not just for Molly and Jonathan, it's for everybody listening today, is that you should really hone in on the love languages of your partners. No matter what. And Molly's looking at Jonathan right now. <laughs> and and here's why that's here's why that is, because it is probably the love and respect and the five love languages will solidify your marriage. If you can love, if you can have a healthy love and respect, not a crazy one, and you can let the other person's love tank feel fulfilled. I, I had a friend of mine who um, um, lives in, in um, Oklahoma, uh, my friend Cody Jefferson, who has a successful seven-figure coaching business. He's a former pastor, and he let ministry become his, his God. Um, and it, it, it pushed his, his wife took off and, and took his kids and, and said, I'm, you're married to your ministry. And, and sometimes people will say, well, shouldn't he be? No, he should be married to God and the rest of it will, will flow through him. And he found out now, yes. And so, so he, what he found out was, is that he had gained weight. He was miserable. He was broken and everything. And, and so when now he's remarried, and has an amazing business and he gives about 70% of his income back to the kingdom. And, and so those things are very important. So as you go through these um, times in your life, always find out how much your love language has, is, is, is being, your love tank is being full. If your love tank is empty, we, we, we go through the hustle and bustle of business and life and ministry and all these things. And sometimes our spouse is over there saying, hey, help, my love tank is empty. Like one thing for me, you guys, is when Lisa comes home, she, she said last year she wanted to go back to work. And I was like, why? You don't have to. She's like, I just feel like God's telling me that it's a season for me to go back to work. And it's been great. She's, she's, she's done very well. And after, I, after you know, what we went through last year, as I shared with you guys before we got on, it's just changed things around radically. And uh, she's doing COVID testing right now. And and nobody wants to do it, but God chose her to do it. And she's, she's, she's leading people to Christ. Uh, she, I mean, she just, it's, 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 it's a ministry for her. So um, I'm so glad that you guys have, have taken the time to see that. Like, like just watching, like when I watch, the reason I asked you guys that question, because I watched a lot of your videos and I yeah. noticed what, what happens to Jonathan when you put your hand on his leg. Like he feels love because that's, yeah. that's his love language. He likes it when you put your arm around him, you know? And, and, and so, and I noticed that you like it when Jonathan lists all these things that he loves about you and that he likes about you and how he encourages you. So if, if that's you and you're listening today and you're in a relationship, um, I'm mentoring a 23 year old that believes he knows who his spouse is. They're not together right now, but he believes he oh, knows wow. who it is. Oh. And, um, I encouraged him how to walk through that. And, uh, and it's starting to happen. He got radically saved by listening to me on a podcast and he pulled over on this. You guys will love this story. He, he pulled over on the side of the road. He's 23, just graduated from college, pulled over on the side of the road and Googled Christian men's podcast. And he actually heard me telling my story on another podcast. And uh, he, I get goosebumps when I think about it. And he said, he said, um, I, I lived your, I've lived your life. Like I was an alcoholic father and, and, and guys, his whole entire life has changed. He got on a call with me last year at Thanksgiving. He got radically saved during our call. He had a born again experience during our call. 
is went home. His mother and father are now back together and following the Lord. He was able to speak at his wife, his sister's wedding. So all these things that go on just by, I said this with you guys earlier, one decision that we make, one decision that we make to fill our, our, our partner's love tank, one decision we make to, you know, do the right thing when it's the right thing. Right. And so I just, I'm just grateful that I I've saw that in you guys. So that was one of the little surprises that I send in because I invest in people. My, my thing is not just to have you guys on here. It's, it's, it, it, if you, if you guys, I, I said to you that, you know, I'm having Eric Thomas on my podcast tomorrow. I, I, I met Eric. He came to me and gave me, I gave him my phone. He said, I want to put my cell phone in your, in your phone. I was like, really? Like who does that? Like who has their mentor say somebody they've been following all their life say, Hey, you in the black shirt, come over here. I'm going to put my number in your phone, right? Because we, we have divine connections. Just like I feel like we have a divine connection now. We don't know each other, but I feel like we know each other better now. So yeah. let's finish with this. Why don't you guys share some, some words of wisdom from the millennials? Yes, Molly's millennial too. I'll, 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 I'll let you be. A, you're still millennial, Molly. You, yeah, you are. You are. You're still millennial. Why don't you guys share some tips or some wisdom? Let's just call it wisdom because I believe it is. I believe you guys can, can impact some people right now that are listening. Some wisdom when it comes to business and, and entrepreneurship, like some things that maybe somebody's listening and they're, they, they own a business because a lot of this is men who own a business and, and some of them own businesses with their, with their spouses or you know, maybe, they're, maybe they met through a business and they're engaged and they're, and they're... So why don't you guys share just maybe each of you share, we'll finish with this, each of you share one little tip or one little word of wisdom that you guys do from a business perspective that might influence or impact somebody listening. Um, I think, do you want to take it off? I think I'm going to marinate on it. Why? Because she's older than you? Is that why you want her to take it <laughs> No, this is him deflecting that he's like, Molly can just talk whenever, however, to whoever. I love it. He wants I love to talk. It. Love it. He's like, let the, let the older mature person take this, oh this question, right? Um, well, I first of all love, just thank you so much for even this opportunity. And I love the fact that you're, you're guiding men in this way. And I even told Johnny, I was like, look, our God-given couple segments, you're far more powerful than I am. Not downgrading myself, but speaking how you speak from a man's perspective is going to shift men, women, everybody. And I knew that because I'm just like, I've never heard a man speak like you. So that is, and, and what, what attracts me to Johnny, which, which folds into my answer is his, um, is vulnerability. So for whether it's personal, whether it's business, like, you know, society teaches, we got to be tough. We got to be strong. We got to be cutthroat. We got to be, you know, loud and proud. And at the end of the day, like, what does that get you? It gets you cutting off people. It hurts people. It's, it's very abrasive. And I used to be that way. But what I've seen with Johnny is there's so much empathy and love and still a lot of strength, courage and great business sense. But because he brings the empathy in there, I've learned that from joining the Dream Factory, our, our team here. Um, his brother does the same thing. They have a lot of empathy in it. And it struck me as something kind of weird in business. But what I saw is people were connecting with that. And they're like, there's something different about you. And because that empathy piece, that heart piece, the vulnerability piece, we um, connected with a lot of faith-based entrepreneurs in our business. We love doing business with them because we they know that it's a bigger purpose. And we've had other people ask us, like, there's something different about you. So when you lead in business, with empathy and you, you really do it to serve somebody else you come from a place of service just not from a place of sales it's it's key it's so key and you, and you see such a different heart change in yourself and reactions um, from other people and just how you can influence and move them and I really learned that from Johnny big time and wow. just being inside this uh, this environment and our culture and our companies so 
Um, yeah, my, my answer is everything to relate back to you because he's shown me just like how soft a man can be yet assertive. Because when I first met him, I thought he was like, you know, wimp. Uh, no, not a wimp. I thought he was like beta, you know, I'm alpha, he's beta. <laughs> and then I was like, wait a second. Like, you're definitely not beta. You're just a quiet alpha. I'm just loud. So I just maybe in anyways, it was just a different perspective, but he's quiet and he has like. He's quiet until he has something substantial to say. And that's what I really appreciate. There's a lot of talkers out there. But when he speaks, there's weight to his words. Just like a Proverbs 31 woman, that's what she does, right? Johnny really waits to like bless people with wisdom. That's why when you said, Michael, like he's more mature than most 25-year-olds. Yeah, he's most mature than 30 and even 40-year-olds that I've met. Like yes. it's, it's crazy the wisdom that he's gained, but he's like, He's been in pursuit of it for a long time and God has blessed him in those moments where he was really seeking that. And now he's getting to share that with other people. So here we are. I mean, this is why we're here is because you saw that. Jonathan, let me ask you this last piece here. He's just looking at Molly now. He just loved that. He's see. So now he, his love, (laughs) Hey, Molly, this, I I have a funny feeling that this has filled up uh, Jonathan's love tank a little bit today because he's smiling and uh, I love it. I love it. Cause you know, when you, when you, um, these are these are times in our life. We we it's funny. We we've a lot of the people that have been on have went back and said, you know, how God has shown up in our interviews and in our conversations and and how we you know we pray before and we ask God and um, my wife and I have been watching and and, and this, here's another encouraging plug for everybody listening and for my guests today. We my wife and I just finished watching a series called The Chosen. I don't know if you guys have saw it yet, but. Um, you need to get the app and just go through all eight eight series of them. If you if you if you're not a big TV person and you like we we only usually watch it at nighttime or on Sundays when we we don't work um, because we observe a day of no work and and, and fulfilling God's calling. Um, the chosen is a, a depiction of the life of Jesus. And the first eight, there's going to be eight uh, series, but in each of the series, there's eight videos. So they just paid for the first one. It's the best depiction ever. And it, and it, and this series finishes with the woman at the well. And, and, and I'm just going to encourage you guys that to journal when you guys watch this series, God has downloaded so much revelation into me during watching. I, I'm, I'll just say this. I, I just finished it the second time. And so, you know, when you watch something the second time, the second, you're like the first time you're like, this was awesome. And then the second time you're like, oh God, this was even better. You, you start to like Lisa and I started to see things that we missed from mm-hmm. the first one. And it, and it's really amazing. And then I'm going to let, I'm going to let Jonathan finish this. Cause we're coming up with about, about five or six minutes left in our time. But here's, what's really cool about this is that, uh, the depiction of how Jesus let the disciples go on. Um, and he hadn't, he, everything he did was in secret. Like he hadn't had a public, uh, display of him being God. Like he had conversations with Nicodemus and he, he turned the water into wine in a private setting that no one knew what was going on. And he healed the man of leprosy and he, he you know, they, they lowered the young man down in, into the, to the room that he was in and he healed okay. the, lep, the, the paralytic and got up and walked. And then he did all this in silence and because and God had not told him it wasn't his time to be public. And this is how it this is how it ends. And then I want Jonathan to share a, a, a nugget of wisdom to send us off and, and to finish this this time together. But he this was so cool, and I want to encourage pe- people to listening today. Is that he as he read the woman at the wells, it was just him and her together. The intimacy of 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 being in the presence of God, 
and knowing that God was telling her her entire life. He said, well, you've been married this many times. And the one that you really loved was this one. And he didn't really know, you know, and, and as she's hearing this, she's backing up, headed back to the city to tell everybody that she had met God, the one that she had prayed for and that she'd looked for, but she was still away from God. There was no unity with him. And then as the disciples come up, Peter being the funny one says, you mean we get to tell everybody now, right? Like this is, I get goosebumps when I think about it. So this is the wisdom of God that you guys have heard today. You've heard two people share wisdom at a very young age of things that God has implanted in them. And so I'm super excited to, to, to just for all, to get to know them better. And, and I'm grateful. So Jonathan, why don't you send us off with a word of wisdom, whatever you feel right now that's in your heart, that maybe somebody listening today can be super encouraged and, and, and hear from you and just know that as a, a, a soon, to be, soon to be 26-year-old man, um, that yeah. can encourage our listeners today and just send us and just put a cap on what we've shared today. Right. I think um, uh, a lot of the times when we go live uh, on like our, our God-given podcast or God-given show is that um, we make a lot of things uh, practical and very interchangeable when we talk about relationships and then also from the profession because we, we, we do business together a lot. And so there are times where we have to sometimes be people, but then also remain in the business realm as well. And so when we, when we do these podcasts, we don't try to make it one dimensional saying, this is how you have a good relationship. It's like, this is also how you hone business relationships too, because I'm a product of that. You know, the way I treat Molly, you know, is very much how I treat, you know, uh, other people in their professions when I work with them. You know, obviously I'm not, you know, hugging them, you know, all this crazy stuff, but I am affectionate. I am affirmative. I am very vulnerable at times. I am very, um, I make sure to connect with them. But I just want to end on this note. It's, uh, this is actually one of my favorite verses in the whole entire Bible. It's uh, Ephesians 4. And you can kind of just read through the whole thing because Ephesians is a very relationship-driven book. Um, you can learn a lot about the church, your spouse, and everything in it in that book. Right. Amen. And my um, favorite too, by the way. Um, I love that. Outside of that and Ecclesiastes are like some of my two favorite books. I love Ecclesiastes. Awesome. But um, this is stemming from verse two. It says, always be humble and gentle. You have two very practical things right there. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. Then uh, for there is uh, and then it kind of goes on to this one thing. But basically what I like about it is that when you have when you allow God into your hearts, and I don't like to make God an abstract thing. I like him to make, to just be a person. And that's Jesus, right? Amen. When you look at Jesus as a person, you realize there are certain elements to this person where I feel like I could actually come to and be so invited. You know, Jesus was a home and you were to step in it. You'd feel warm. You'd feel cozy. You'd feel invited, right? So when I step in the presence of somebody else, or when somebody steps in my presence, I'm not just going to think, you know, how could I just be nice or how could I just be, you know, how, how can I make this person uh, do business with me? How can I convince Molly that she's the love of my life? None of those. Those are all superficial. I like the foundation. The foundation is if somebody steps in my presence, I'm going to make sure I'm, I'm going to do the best to imitate the character of Christ and make sure that they feel love and they feel in, in that um, I will always humble myself before them. So then that way, when problems do arise, when they will, and when issues arise, and, and 
uh, communication issues arise that I'm not going to assume that I'm always right, that I'm always in, um, I'm, I'm always like, uh, you know, uh, the head of every situation. I'm saying, God, how do you take care of this? And it's just humble yourselves. Amen. Patient, right. And so, uh, if it's anything that you could take away from, from everything that Molly and I are doing, or just even on a personal standpoint, professional is that, you know, when you take on the very nature of Christ, you're basically, um, inviting the spirit to come inside and just saying, let me take charge of your life and let me help you lead with all the characteristics of the spirit love joy pieces patience uh kindness uh self-control being one of them one of the most important if if anything right because yes. yes. then you lead because when you're when you're in a professional setting right and you're self-composed but you also have elements of kindness uh joy and, and uh humility that means you could then cater to anybody or any situation and handle it in the ways that it needs to be handled to make sure that that situation doesn't go in vain, it actually produces fruit thereafter. Yes. And so, um, so again, I want to make the word of God as practical as possible and saying, um, and everyday life, practice humility, practice gentleness, practice patience. And then biggest thing of all, it says making allowance for each other's faults. And so there are times where Molly and I have legit solved problems right then and there because we made allowance, right? There's a gap. You know, that says, um, you know, she may have messed up and and she may have accused me of something. I may have said something and I may have lost my temper. But regardless, there's going to be a point in which we need some allowance, kind of like gap insurance, if you will. Right. Uh, when, when something happens in your car and like, yeah, you I love gap insurance. Everybody loves gap insurance. You don't know why. You got to get it, right? It's yeah. just like that makes allowance, right? There's always going to be times in life where you have to make allowance for each other's faults because not everybody's perfect. So um, awesome. that's No, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. So Molly, why don't you tell us, uh, finish up this last 30 seconds. Tell us where people can find you, how people can follow your, your you know, God-given couple Monday night uh, things and how people can follow you and Jonathan and get to know you guys as a couple. Yeah, as the God-given couple is growing, uh, we just do it on my Facebook, uh, Molly Trotter. Um, but you can find, it's going to be the same profile picture. So if you go to on Instagram, Molly underscore Trotter, um, you'll see that same profile picture go to Facebook because sometimes there's other Molly Trotters out there, which is super weird. But every Monday, um, 6 p.m. Pacific, we're on there live. For now, we let people know. Um, we're also in the process of taking all those videos and then uploading them onto a YouTube channel as well mm-hmm. and going to make that public. That's just nice. been a process of something we got to be more consistent at because yeah. then you have that evergreen spot right there and they're all right there. Um, so the God given couple is technically on YouTube right now. People can go look at that. We're not like it's public. We just haven't yeah. sent anybody over there and you can check those out. Awesome. But yeah, that's where you guys can find us. And I am uh, at I I A M uh, God Given. So G O D G V N. So I am God Given on Instagram, and you can even find me at that same handle on Facebook. You're to type that in as well. So awesome. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much. Guys, thanks for joining me today. Guys, if you're listening, I hope that you will do us a favor and you'll go when you when you listen to this interview. Whenever you're listening to it, that you'll take notes and that you know. What I do when I'm finished with these, I upload them. And then at nighttime, Lisa and I listen to them. And we're super encouraged because we're not just recording these for other people. We, we want to sometimes, Molly, you know this and from speaking on stage, that usually the person that learns the most from speaking on stage is the person that's speaking, right? You, you, you speak and you learn and you're like, oh, God, I can't believe I just said that. And then God mm-hmm. just takes it off and runs with it. So 
Guys, thanks for joining me on the Heatfluence podcast today. So like I said, if you're listening, whether you're listening on Anchor or Spotify or iTunes, go and subscribe and like and share. Share this with people, guys. People need to hear what you just heard and the only way they do that. So thanks for joining us on the Heatfluence podcast. Until next time, this is Michael Huey, the founder and CEO of Heatfluence and love God.